Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose with Him. And this week we are reflecting on joy and the joy that Jesus has given us only by His power, only by His strength do we get this joy in circumstances where We would be down and out, feeling hopeless, feeling confused and, oh, I just need clarity. I need something. What's going on? Give me this destination, Lord. We get contentment in our joy with our Heavenly Father. That's what we're focusing on this week. I did not know who to ask to come on for this episode, and the Lord has been putting Nikki Adams on my brain for years since we met. And I had no idea that the timing of this would be what it is, but it, but it is. I mean, Nikki Adams, you're known for the joy that you share, and that joy is from Jesus. She mm-hmm. has a nonprofit called The Low, which stands for Light of the World, and The Ranch 22, which is a for-profit ministry where her and her husband, Jason, are the founders of both, and they're in Lake Worth, Florida. So how's it going, girl? It's going amazing. I am so excited for this. I'm just like, I'm like, you're like my hype person right now. <laughs> I love the introductions because it is one of those moments in your life where you're just like, thank you, God. This is so cool. Thank you, God. Yeah. Right? Like, so everybody cool. should do yes. that in the morning when they get in their car for work or for whatever, you know, kid drop off or just like to school. They should get like <laughs> Nikki. Adams, Let's get ready to rumble. Like, nonprofit. <laughs> Like Jesus wins. Amen. Like this is how we're going to start and in our day. Okay. Hallelujah. Oh my gosh. I love it. This is awesome. Joy is such a big word for me when I look at you. And I mean, I really just want to know how Jesus planted this seed of joy through your ministry, the low, Uh, if you don't mind just telling us a little bit about what you do. Yes, absolutely. So I started this walk with Jesus later in my life. It was about uh, seven years ago when we were at the lowest point in our lives. And um, I had battled cancer, an abusive marriage, drug addiction. And it was like this point in my life where I actually hated God. And I said, God, if you're real, if you exist, you are punishing me for what I do not know. But I just, I can't do, I can't take it anymore. And I fell to my knees and somebody gave me a message and they told me you need to let go and let God. And at that moment, I thought, I've tried everything else. So God, if you're real, if you exist, you'll save me. And he did. And my husband is, um, we just celebrated seven years in recovery. We, I'm healthy. Yeah, I celebrated my 10-year cancer-free anniversary. And 
we started this walk and instead of uh, God in the box that we put him in for a long time, God became our best friend. And we started this insane relationship and transformation. And uh, we became very passionate about sharing our story and bringing people to the life that we were now living because we made the decision to follow Jesus. And we were like, let's do retreats. Let's tell people about recovery. And we were wanted to start a nonprofit, but it was a lot of work. And I was still very, very much new in my walk and very uncomfortable. I didn't have the confidence in saying, I love Jesus. I love the Lord. Because when I grew up, like if somebody would have said that, I would have thought they were crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, um, I am changing everything about what you saw me as yes, and doing this whole yes. new thing. Exactly. And it was, it was that transformation. One time my pastor said it so well, he's like, you know, when you become pregnant, your body changes, you start looking different, acting different, and then you birth this beautiful baby and you become a new person. And such was my relationship with God. I had to get to know him in a whole new way. And that propelled me into being on fire for bringing people to the life that they're supposed to have with God leading the way. And I went to this leadership college and I was doodling one day and I thought like, I want to have a nonprofit. And I would try to like invite people to church and I love serving and working with people. And I couldn't get people to come because they're like, oh, it's a church thing. Oh, I'm not religious. And I'm like, so I thought, God, how can I get people to know you and see you the way I get to? And we were learning about how Jesus was the light of the world. And I thought, gosh, Jesus showed up and he was that light in the darkness. Like that was the light that changed my life. And as I'm doodling, I'm writing light of the world. And I kid you not, just the L, the O, the W jumped off the page. And I was like, the low. And I thought, what a great way to name this organization and not Really, and be like almost undercover Jesus lovers. Yes. Get low, get lit. Get low. And then even like the lady who I then, this was like two years after that original meeting at Starbucks where they were like, this is what you need for a nonprofit. You need a board and you need this and you need this. And I was like, oh yeah, no, not for me. Yeah. But I reached back out to her and I was like, Connie, I'm ready. I'm going to do this nonprofit. I don't have anybody that is on board, but we'll figure it out. And she right. was like, what are you going to name it? And I told her the low and she's like, are you... Uh, a faith organization. I said, no, 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 no. I don't want anybody to know. I just want to, you know, undercover sneak in Jesus. And she yeah. was like, okay. Yeah. And then I did the name and she was like, are you sure you want to go with get low, get lit? I asked my kids and they said, like, when you get lit, like it can mean something else. I said, I know it's okay. I'm like, I want people, this is how I want to do it. Like, this is how keyword there. This is how I want to do it. Okay. I was quickly humbled because when God puts something in your heart and when he puts you on a mission, it's all him. And I had to remove myself from leading the ship and put God first and God, I had to get prepared. So this was about four years ago now. And I was so, Oh no, I'm not religious. I'm not because I didn't want anybody to be deterred from what we were doing. But God, he, he, humbled me to a point where he said, this is me. And you either scream it from the rooftops and spearhead it with me leading the way and give me the glory or I'm, you're not ready. And I had to get ready. I had to be prepared to, to, to fail, to prepare is to prepare to fail. And when, 
when God puts you on a mission and he's putting his name on it, he's going to prepare you and he'll test your, your confidence and he'll test your, uh, your self-esteem. And now I boldly declare the love is the light of the world. God brought me to this amazing place of victory and my mess became his message. And if you don't like it, you, as I say to my kids for dinner, take it or leave it. That's it. You know, and God will put the right people in your path and the right resources. And so I started this journey of the nonprofit. And at the same time, I had this wild dream about a farm and I woke my husband up and I said, baby, someday we're going to have a farm and that's going to be how we get people to know God. The farm is just going to be like animals and love. And he thought I was crazy. He said, you have lost your mind. And I said, no, I feel it. I feel it. I had this crazy dream. It was so real. And I just kept having a dream and I made a vision board. And then I quickly learned again that it was not me. It was him telling me, this is what I'm preparing you for. And that was two years ago. And I was on like, I was so fervently praying for this farm. And I started reaching out to people and I, I became very passionate about kids in foster care and And there were so many different pieces of me still being me and me still thinking, I got this. I'm going to find the property. I'm going to find a farm. And until I was so focused on that vision that my marriage began to suffer, my husband and I were so disconnected. My kids were like, what are you doing? You know, like you, you sell jewelry. Like I sold jewelry for 20 years of my life. I quit my job. I mean, it was like a very chaotic time in my life. Because I knew that I was being called, but there was so much that I still needed to work on. Fast forward two years later in that process of waiting and stopping focusing on the vision and focusing on the vision maker, God brought me through the season of growing my confidence and sharing my faith and my testimony and reconnecting my husband and I and showing him the vision. And it's been this this growing season that has led us to where we are today, where now we do have a farm. We do get to plant our nonprofits roots. And I get the opportunity to be this vessel that God uses to bring people to this farm that I say is all faith, family, farm. And, um, but when you talk about joy, okay, it's a choice. Choice is a muscle. And through all of this, I had to continuously choose joy. When my marriage was almost gone, I had to focus on God and say, all right, Lord, like I need you to help me focus on the joy because I could focus on the fact that, Hey, my cancer might come back or, Hey, you know, my husband might relapse or, you know, Hey, I might lose my job or my kids might start going down the path of addiction. You could focus on all those things or you could choose to focus on the joy that God puts in your heart. Right. And I got, it's so hard to put into words, you know, like when people ask about, you know, Oh, how did you get here? And it's like, Oh my gosh, like I could go on and on about how, Oh, this happened. And then God winked and this happened. And, but the root of it all is he led me to it. He, it didn't happen. It was a prayer that for four years I've been fervently praying, but it, just because it didn't happen overnight doesn't lessen the miracle of the prayer answered. It was that season of waiting. You know, it was worth the wait. You know, people talk about, oh, you waited so long, but that time 
it became an opportunity for me to show people I'm going to keep focusing on God. I'm going to keep focusing on the prayer. I'm going to keep focusing on the vision. I'm going to show what it looks like to be faithful, to trust him, to go through some really hard times, but to continuously be obedient to my faith, to being joy filled and say, you know what? Yeah, I could be going through all this. but I still got joy because he gives you that, that power. I said, the enemy could try to steal it. But I refuse to let the devil take my joy, take my happiness, take my marriage, take my kids. No, I'm going to keep focusing on God. And he brings this joy that is so immense and powerful. And I, I couldn't have done it if I didn't have the tools that now I get to share with others and say, listen, you know, I didn't just one day fall to my knees and then God saved me. And I became this, you know. God fearing Jesus loving women. No, I had to get to know God. I had to go through some learning. I had to be restored. You know, there's so much beauty in the breaking because when you're broken, you have the ability to rebuild with a much stronger foundation. That foundation is God. Yeah. And all God wants is to give you that peace, joy, happiness, love. That's that's God. Yeah. And that's what we get to show the low, the light of the world. It's a reflection of who he is in my life, who I get to see every day. I get to know, I get to do life with it's my best friend. Something you said earlier is that like God will test your confidence. He'll test your self-esteem. And that that is part of the relationship. A lot of people tell me, you know, oh, I've, I've got spiritual warfare. I've got spiritual warfare. And I'm like, yeah, but just see it as a test. You know, I mean, it yeah. may be spiritual warfare, but like see it as a test from God. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Mm-hmm. Do you trust him? Where does your confidence come from? Where does your self-esteem come from? Where does your hope come from? What is the vision? Is the vision selfish? Is the vision, you know, harmful? I don't know, but uh, filter that through, take it to God and go through his Mm -hmm. word. So in the Bible, how so many people got a vision from God, like Solomon, Paul, Habakkuk, everybody says I say that Mm -hmm. wrong, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Got these visions from God that kept them hopeful. And so, you know, I'm just thinking about the ranch, the barn, the, you know, the white barn that you have with the black star. I saw the pictures online, just seeing the vision of what God was doing in your heart in real life is, is so fulfilling, but it starts with this vision. So I want to read it's from Acts 18. It's in Corinth. Paul, he came to Corinth and the people there were being really bad and they were not wanting to hear Paul and hear what he was saying about the Lord and Jesus, that he was the Messiah. And he was testifying, it says, but when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And then he left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titus Justice, a worshiper of God. So then one night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and said, do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. Verse 10, for Mm -hmm. I am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Like he stayed in the city because God showed him a vision. I love that. Like visions are real, you know? 
real. And what's even crazier is I love that I get to give God all the glory because for a long time I've been saying, I think God gave me a vision. I think we're going to have a farm someday and we're just going to love people. And I've just been saying it. And then I made this vision board. And every time I'd see things, I would look on Google and I would type in brown and white furry cow. And I'd look for a picture that looked like something I dreamed about and I'd get it and put it on my board and ping pong emporia with like all these crazy things and crazy till a crazy faith. And that's why I love telling people now, like, a dream is just a dream until you take action. And that's when it becomes a vision. And, you know, I for so long prayed about it, told my kids about it, said someday we're going to have a farm. I'm going to have a mini cow and I'm going to have this yeah. and his name's going to be Stanley. And so precise that now they get to see it and they're living in it. And, you know, my kids who I can't get them to go to church either. They're teenagers. But now like, I hear them saying like, oh, my mom, God gave her a vision and this is all God. Because people think first thing they're like, oh, you must have grown up on a farm. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. God gave you a vision. The closest thing I got to a farm. Yeah. Like, it's like the wildest thing. But now it's become this opportunity to give him the glory, to testify, to, to story, to, you know, and I tell people there's so much to my testimony. But this, this right now, the, the life I'm walking in has become so fulfilling. It's just incredible. It's, it's, um, it's really, it's sometimes I think like, oh my gosh, like it like surpassed. If I would have done it the way I thought it was supposed to be, I would have sold myself short. God does that. Like he doesn't just show up, but he abundantly blesses you. And yeah. if someone 10 years ago, when I was in my, you know, horribly toxic, abusive marriage, if they would have said like, oh, you just wait, God's going to give you a farm and you're going to love people and you're going to share all the goodness that God brings. I would have told them they were out of their minds. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to just, I literally cursed God and said, "I, I hate you for what you're doing to me. But it was, it was in those moments that I got to be broken and rebuild and choose to focus on him and choose to, you know, I tell people, choose your hard, you know, being in a horrible marriage is hard. Being single is hard. Choose your heart, <laughs> you know, yeah. being uh, unhealthy and addicted to drugs is hard. Being sober is hard, but you could choose your heart. <laughs> Which exactly. one you could choose? I tell, yeah. So it's like, you know, I've never met anybody who's decided to give up drug addiction and say, oh, gosh, I sure wish I was still living on the streets, hooked on heroin and crack. I wish I was there. No, that's not that's that's the devil. That's yeah. what the enemy wants, you know, and that was my husband seven years ago. And that's why I tell people they see us now. We own a very successful business that has fueled our ranch and, you know, just just all of these things. And I said, it wouldn't be possible if we didn't surrender that life and give it to God and get to know him in this way and choose joy, choose this life because you could choose some other paths and go down those things. But, you know, just like you said with Paul, you know, he, he could have chose to not listen to God and listen to that vision and he could have left. But then all of those people in Corinth for a year and a half that got to know God and hear the message that Jesus brought. Right. So, yeah. So it's, 
And he was going to give up. He was like, I'm gone. And he's going to his friend's house. He's like, I'm done with this because these people. (laughs) I'm telling you two years ago, two years ago, we had contracts for this other farm. And literally like my husband and I were getting separated because he was just like, I can't deal with you. Like, I don't even know what you're doing. We don't have the money for a farm. But I kept saying, but God, God's going to give it to me. He's like, but you're going in with like investors right now. And you're telling them you have money. I'm like, God's going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to do I was it. so crazy. And he was like, he's going to do it. And then I kid you not, like the day we were supposed to sign these contracts, the guy called and he's like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I changed my mind. And I was I was so devastated because here I told everybody, a farm is coming. Like, here it is. We're in contracts. We're going forward. And then I was so mortified at the point that I was like, okay, now I feel like the biggest like loser. But that's not, it was the wrong door. You know, God will close the door. Not because it's a no, it's because it's not yet. Or it's the wrong door and he right. knows best. And he's going to get me to where I'm supposed to be in. That's what I love telling people that are in that part of their season. Because I'll say, I was there. I was in this dark time of trusting God and knowing he gave me a vision. But I kept getting these no's and I kept getting, you know, these letdowns and disappointments and thinking like, I'm supposed to do this with my husband. Now my husband is wants to leave me because of this vision. Why would you do that, God? You know, it was so crazy. Yeah. But it was because we weren't ready. And he needed to... You know, I took out a home equity line on the house because I thought, oh, I'm going to use that money. Yeah. But then the whole thing crashed. So we took that money and we opened up our own business. And this business is, and you know, we were so scared. We didn't know. And we were at this gas station. We were just literally getting a Celsius at a gas station. We're sitting there and he's like, we can't do this. We have no, what are we going to do? And this guy walked by and he had this shirt on and the back of his shirt said Joshua 1-9. I didn't know the the verse at the time. I looked in my phone right then and it said, be strong and courageous. You know, do not be discouraged. He's with you wherever you go. And my husband and I were both like, oh my gosh, like this is a message from God. He's telling yes. us, no, like trust me. It's not you trust me and I'm going to get you there. And it was in that moment that him and I reconnected. We started this business. We learned how to work together. The vision that I wanted my husband so badly to be passionate about the farm, the ranch. We started watching Yellowstone yeah. <laughs> and I joke and I'm like, if Jesus had to show him the farm through Yellowstone and Kevin Costner and Rip, then amen, hallelujah. <laughs> then amen. But then he started saying, you know, like, you know, maybe we should look at some property in, in a ranch. And I'd already been looking at another one, even though I wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. And, uh, and, but it was like, it was all God. It was in his time, in his way, all him. I had to remove myself out of it. He's so good. And he does it in such a way that even my mom and dad, who thought their daughter was crazy. Now they get to be like on the ranch doing different projects with us and seeing people come and just families. And I mean, gosh, it's so, it's insane. It's really, it's, it's unbelievable. I can't even describe it really in word but god that's what i say all the time now is but god you know like he showed up whoever's listening you know we want to make sure that you're reflecting on the joy that god has given you this year or maybe in years past this week um as we are celebrating advent this week being joy and in the weeks prior we have talked about peace with my friend Erica Carr. We kind of talked about hope in the first week uh, with Diana. We were just learning a lot about Advent in that episode. So if you want to go back and listen to the last two weeks and just reflect on God's goodness, 
that would be great. And just, you know, worshiping him in that time. James chapter one, verse 12 says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord Mm. has promised to those who love him. And Mm. I, I just think like persevering in the faith, when God does give you a vision, it might not be in your timing, but don't give Mm. up. Do not give up what God has done in your life and what God's doing in your life. And let's stay in James, James chapter one, verses two through four, just to highlight your testimony and what God has done in your life. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces Mm -hmm. perseverance. Let Mm -hmm. perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Wow. Like don't give up. Mm-hmm. don't don't I forget the vision and and you know make a vision board i i'm like huge about vision boards because of a girlfriend told me to do it and it was like i would put like random things up there and i'm like oh i totally forgot about that prayer god <laughs> you know and i've learned that it's the <sighs> motives that are the issue with the vision board it's not i get what i want because i want what i want it's i surrender this to you god you gave me this in a vision i don't want to forget mm-hmm. it and I surrender this to you that if it's your will for this to happen, I'm focused. I have faith that you can do anything that you want. I love it. You said something in that last verse, but perseverance, my, my little nephew is six years old, but he prayed for my perseverance once upon a time and all this. And I looked up the word and I thought, gosh, that perseverance just, it changes you and it makes us who we are. It, it makes us better followers of Jesus because when you are so close to him and somebody is so far from them, yeah. we have the opportunity to be a reflection. And that's what I love. Like it's that attraction of, okay, so she's going through infidelity in her marriage. She's going through a cancer diagnosis and drug addiction and financial struggles and losing her job. But yet she still has joy. She still has perseverance. She still has faith. And it's in those moments that we get to walk so proudly in our faith, so proudly saying, I don't have to worry about that because God's got me. He's leading the ship. He's got the wheel. And he never meant for us to carry the burdens. He wanted us to carry the joy and the peace that only he can bring. So that perseverance, you know, it, it's so, it carries so much mm-hmm. <laughs> in it all does. of our different seasons as moms, as wives. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's a daily surrender. I love that verse. That's gosh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't hold on to that enough. It's a daily surrender for sure. So I'm curious to know, Nikki, what Bible verse mm-hmm. is encouraging you in this season? I briefly mentioned it before, but Joshua 1, 9, Joshua really? 1, 9, just, yes, it's be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. I, for a long time lived in fear, fear of a lot of things. And then I nailed the fear to the cross. I said, you know what? I don't have to live in that fear because that fear was holding me back from so much and it was stealing my joy. And I thought, okay, if God has me, then Whatever is in front of me, he's going to protect me. He's going to take care of me. And it's his will, not mine. 
and that will be done. So be strong and courageous and just trust in the Lord with all your heart, man, because he will just, he'll show up and he'll continue to surprise you and love you. And I would say that the biggest thing that I struggled with through all of this was the lack of confidence that I had in myself, in my walk. I, I thought, who am I? You know, I, I've, I don't, I'm not a pastor. I'm, I'm, I'm a nobody, but that's, that's, what's so great. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody yeah. all about somebody who oh, changed yeah. my life. Yeah. Jesse you know, that song. I'm, I'm just, just a nobody. nobody. <laughs> trying to tell everybody <laughs> all yes. about somebody who saved, saved my soul. soul. <laughs> yeah. She rescued me. Live for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Amen. It's so true. Oh my goodness. I love it. Well, thank you so much for that wonderful, timely reminder. We just keep the focus, friends. Keep the focus, sisters and brothers. Like Jesus is the way. He's mm-hmm. the only way. Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Ricky. And how do we connect with you? Well, my website is getlowgetlit.com. And there is a uh, a little contact us and it's me. Connect. When you reached out, connect at getlowgetlit.com. That's me. It comes right to me. And I love the opportunity to just, uh, you know, connect. And uh, that's our, our mission. We connect, we inspire, and we ignite God's love and light. That's that's our mission. And yeah, the ranch is in Lake Worth, Florida. If anybody's here and wants to come visit, we uh we'd love to see you. And the moose, my little mini moose are on the mission. <laughs> what is a mini and, moose? Are you talking about cows? Yes, little okay. mini furry cows. <laughs> okay, cool. That is awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, if you want to get connected with the ministry that God is working through Nikki and her husband Jason please feel free to go to get low, get lit, because when you get low, you get lit up with Jesus. Amen. Um, and let's pray and we'll I love it. wrap it up. Uh, Father God, thank you so much for Nikki. And just thank you for this time that we've had to reconnect over the word joy mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. how much joy that you've brought to our lives. So we just give you all the praise, honor, and glory. And just ask as you know, we move forward in the Christmas season that you just continue to decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name, mm-hmm. I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hey everyone, it's Erica with Glassy Day Studio where we believe every broken, discarded, and disrupted thing will be reclaimed, restored, and redeemed by the one who created and calms the waves. 
Glassy Day jewelry is shaped from recycled surfboard resin and each design is named after a woman in the Bible. And 10% of every purchase supports foster care ministries. Check it out at glassydaystudio.com. And thanks for listening. And if this episode has drawn you closer to Christ, please share it with your friends and family or even one person that might find encouragement in the message and a deeper relationship with Christ. God bless and have a great week. This is amazing.